to episode 49 of Book Off Banter. I'm going to just give you a warning now. Like, we've just had a quick chat and things are not going well for either of us. So <laughs> if you're looking for, like, a positive poly, I don't think you're going to find it with either of us today. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> um, I'm saving most of my news for Wanker of the Week, which just basically tells you how it's going for me. <laughs> Um, well, how are the horse? How are the horses going though? Uh, so oh, going the the Manny's being really good, really, really good. Like I don't know what's come over him. I'm really, and I've even been cantering him in the field, which I didn't used to really do because he scared the living shit out of me. And I thought we were going to come over an electric fence the first time I did it. Um, cool. Yeah, because Manny, I think, just longs for the days you know where he used to be allowed to event. And he just thinks that I'm such a buzzkill. So anyway, we've kind of come to an agreement that it doesn't matter what I put in his mouth. I can't hold one side of him. So he might as well just be in a snaffle. And I let him do his thing. And he knows where to pull himself up. And That's so kind of nice, though. Yeah. So we kind of... But, you know, there's still that little bit of, like, vomit at the back of your throat where you're like, what if, <laughs> what if he forgets? Because... I mean, the incentive for him to remember is that I run him up a nearly vertical bank and then at the other side <laughs> is a vertical drop. So I feel like that is me saying to Manny, let's not kill us both. He's still an inventor. So like they don't operate under those confines, do they? So I feel like I'm One of these days he's going to go up <laughs> and he's going to go down. <laughs> I feel like I'm potentially being a bit too trusting. But the inner pony club child in me is having a whale of a time. So that's him. That's super. Pan, mm, I'm not sure. Um, I'm just not, he's not lame, but this is, you know, this is fucking Pan's life, isn't it? He's not lame, but I'm just not quite sure about his good hind leg. So he's only really, well, yeah, Anyway, I was trying to think if he had one good leg left or two good legs. It's probably like one and a half. Anyway, I think we're down to half now, half a leg. So that's a shame. Um, so the vet's going to come out and have a look at him. It's hard for them, though, because I've talked about this before. Like, he's got too much pre-existing shit that if he's not lame, it's very difficult for them to know yeah. where to go with him. Um so I'm a little bit disheartened with him. Like when Ben Rotten yesterday was like, oh, you sound a bit like down. I was like, I am a little bit. Because it's just like, it's one step forward and like three back with him, I feel. Oh God, I hear you. I'm right here at the minute. One of mine as well. I hear you. Um, and then my probably, my only good news that I can claw out, which is very good news, <laughs> is um, Ohio has been sold to actually a listener of the podcast, someone who sent in a really funny wanker of the week. Um, she sent in the one that we talked about with the um, police escort to the vets. Oh my God, that's amazing. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that's he, brilliant. Yeah. He's gone to her and you know, when you just like, you're properly at peace with like, I feel he has found absolutely the right person for him great that's so good although I miss him because he was such a dude 
I'm really, really, really happy for him. So that's good. That's, that's cool. Good and also, he might get some. He might get police escorts. Well, after all this, I mean, if he ha- if he's now clearly very important with a very important <laughs> owner. So now if he has to go somewhere, she can ring her buddies and they can make sure that Manny, oh sorry, Manny Ohio has a uh, a smooth smooth journey. No exactly. distractions, no delays. What could be I better? Think- I think that's what he's going to expect. I think he's probably going to be like, oh, it's you. Right, okay. So every time we go to a show, I'm going to expect like a helicopter hovering above. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's really great. That's fantastic. Yeah. And hopefully then she'll keep in touch and send you some pictures and let you know how he's going. She has. And, you know, like it speaks so highly for the pony that um, she sent me loads of stuff. I've sent them to his old owner in Ireland who... It's like, oh. oh, that's amazing. I'll send them to his breeder. His breeder will really want to know. So I feel like pony <laughs> just <laughs> everyone that's had oh, him that's loved cool. him. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's, nice. that's really nice. So that says a lot about the horse too, doesn't it? Yeah. It's not every horse can say that. God, no. <laughs> but no, he's lovely. So yeah, he's got like a little trail of fans. Um, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So that's good. So what about you? Um... Well, like nothing, nothing much is going on. I I had to go up to um, Santry to have another MRI. I was thinking like children are dangerous. Um, my son is seven, and I had my first MRI when he was six months old, and I've had one every year since for various assorted things. So they're not, and none of them were his doing. But I'm like, you know, in my head, it's like having children is like, yeah, yeah, children's <laughs> dangerous. Yeah, so yeah, I had to go up for an MRI. I've had just fucking sore all the time and just pelvis is sore all the time yeah. and I was really excited because I got that activate your seat yeah. um, prize from Maeve at activate your seat and through the giveaway with Dr. Die, our mm. lovely Dr. Die. and I, I started doing the repetitions from the first the first DVD which is really really good and I was just so sore anyway um, I went up to Santry after that, a couple of days after that, and they did an MRI. And I was fully expecting to come out and then be like, look, love, you know, if you're that stuck for a day away from home, you know, go to like supermarket or go to the shops <laughs> or something. Stop wasting our time. But he didn't, to my great surprise. Um, I've damaged um, the gluteal insertion on both sides. My left side is much worse than my right gluteal tendinopathy, it's called. I was a little bit dismayed to discover it's something that is more common in women than men and is more common in women after they've been through the menopause. And I'm like, oh, God, is that, what, is that what's happening next? I'm like, is that, is that where we're at now? What a way to kick me when um, I'm down. Yeah, I know. Seriously. Yeah, your pelvis is a bit sore, but oh, it might be the beginning of the end for you, love. Um, <laughs> and he didn't say that. Um, he's a really cool doctor. His wife events, and oh, his wife or his daughter, or potentially both of them events. So he's really used to you know horse nonsense people, horse riders nonsense yeah exactly so he's like oh you've got any big shows coming up and I was like I, I definitely don't have any of those <laughs> he's like well if you've got any big shows coming up we can do one treatment and then if you've got nothing much going on I was like I've got nothing much going on he said oh good yeah <laughs> treat pretty. away <laughs> treat away um so I have to go up to the gym which is I hate going up there it is full of beautiful people like proper athletes that do real sport and they're all like tall and slender and like fit, no matter what sport they do, and slim. And they all look really good in like sportswear. And then there's me, like, you know, frumpy, middle-aged, 
looked like I had an argument with the parked car. And um, I go in there and I, I, I never get the dress code right. I didn't know I was supposed to. I was going in the gym the very first time I had to go in. And I was in there in jeans with the beautiful people. And then this time I went up and it was very hot. Uh, but I don't have any sports shorts because I'm not a fucking athlete. I don't do anything like that. Uh, my choice was bikini or like holiday maker shorts. So it still looked like a knob. I didn't wear the bikini. I wore my holiday maker shorts. So now I, I have to go up there. to know which one you'd gone for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bikini would have been better, I'd say. Um, so now I have to go up there on, at the start of August. <laughs> uh, again, not in the bikini. Uh, for PRP, which is quite exciting, they're going to send me over to the lab to, have, to to do PRP. I'm like, I really thought one of my horses would beat me to it. I really did. But as far as I've got his IRAP, I've never had a PRP. Well, so I haven't yet had a PRP. So I got there first. Um, and then before I have the PRP, I have to spend an hour and a half, an hour and a half in the gym with a strength and conditioning coach, learning all these new things I have to do to try and, you know, stop myself from being so sore. So... I'm not that pushed about I'm not I'm not bothered about the PRP I'm completely fucked up about the gym thing and so I'm now like having to go into the near like sports shop in town and try and find an elusive pair of shorts that don't make me look like a middle-aged frump or a wannabe like you know sort of slutty teenager or something I don't know like 18 year old uh well, clearly I'm not that um you know the ones you know, that are, are like the cycling shorts and then they've got the shorts on top of them I think that might be the right idea for yeah, maximum coverage and efficiency. I think that that might be the way to go. Anyway, that's a lot of talk about shorts and bikinis for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> um, Bear had a back injected and has come back into work. And I'm, I don't know, I'm not conv- I don't know if she's better or not. Well, I think she is, but then I don't know. And I can't tell if she's just mad fresh or I don't, look, I don't know. I'm a bit like you with Pancake. I'm like, we treated her for... <sighs> because she was off and having some downtime um i treated her for ulcers i treated her for hindgut ulcers she's on acides she's had the osteopath she's had new remedial shoes she's had her back injected as i said she had the fucking just works. To, oh my good christ unbelievable i'm surprised i haven't been divorced um i really could do with her to just sort of feel a bit better but if she doesn't then she'll have to go back up to the vets so my vet is, you know, he's a bit selfishly. He's in Tokyo. I mean, you know, so I'm annoyed. Like he's prioritizing Olympians over Bear. It's a bit not rude. cool, but no. um, whatever, whatever. A bit rude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when he gets back from the Olympics, if I need to go up there, then I'll go up there and just try and get to the bottom of it. Ping um, is in flying form. Just started her back in work, but I left Molly off. I decided to. Molly had started head shaking, and we discovered that Molly is allergic to allergic allergic. <laughs> to ryegrass which is inconvenient because there's tons of it here but she stopped head shaking when we put her on the antihistamines and she didn't start again when we took her off which was really okay. encouraging because the last go around i had of this antihistamines didn't help at all and neither did nothing helped i've got visions um, of lawnmowers like no more ryegrass anywhere <laughs> oh yeah yeah no i did I, I think that was part of it because i had Nile go out on top all of the paddocks everywhere that were like or anything to do with the horses and i'd say that it knocked the head the seed heads of the ryegrass yeah. so i i don't like i don't know if she's maybe not so allergic but that that was enough to help or i yeah. don't really know i that's the problem with allergies is you can never know um but she has stopped thank god because i was most upset about her because she's just so beautiful she's so unspoiled so i've missed the 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 four-year-old stuff that i wanted to do with her and i just thought well look i can try and rebuild a bit and have everything and have you know start trying to rebuild things for next year get my pelvis fixed and get 
her a break and get her going again and try and get to the bottom of the problems with Bear. Um, Ping's just going to do whatever Ping wants to do. I don't know. I'd like to try and get some shows in in the autumn, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to because every time I say I want to do something, the next minute something goes fucking wrong. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay, right. So, this episode, we thought like it's the start of the Olympics. We really wanted to, um, you know, to cover what's been going on. I am really shit. So, this is going to be totally Krista's episode. Like, because Krista sent me all these things and I was like, really? Oh, wow, that, there's quite a lot of things happening. I know not nothing about any of them, but let's, let's learn about them. So, yeah. So, um, I've got a couple of things that I've kind of seen. There's been loads, hasn't there, going on with, yeah. with the equestrian. Okay, so, obviously, the first big uh, debacle on the horizon was the Irish dressage team. I'm not going to dwell on that too much because I don't want to get kneecapped in my sleep. But <laughs> Ireland had qualified a team at the at the European Championships in 2000, when, 2019. Um, and then sort of Judy's horse retired. Kate Dwyer got pregnant. Anna Markvelt's horse isn't sound. So then there was any hiker left. Um, we had two other qualified riders um, with James Connor in Italy and Dane Rollins in the UK. Um, and they ended up not being sent. So there was a bit of like national uproar because to be fair, like, I mean, we're could she have countries. gone as an individual or they could have all Heike gone as a team? Did, Heike did go as an individual. Yeah, okay. they could have gone as a team, but it's kind of technical and awkward around dates and deadlines and who was aware of what and when. So it just didn't end up happening. And we're like, as I said, it comes to dressage, we're like a minority country. So having qualified a team, it was really disappointing for the sport nationally not to have a team there when they had three qualified riders to go. So that was a bit, um, that was so far off to a bad start. However, Heike did go as an individual and she did um she did her test she did a lovely lovely test at 68 but it's a mare she bred herself which is a huge oh, that's achievement. nice yeah 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 and did a lovely harmonious test that's her fourth olympic game so she's an amazing ambassador for dressage in ireland so we were lucky that we got to see no, her in action over there it's not uh, light-hearted at all but it does make me giggle because it makes me think of that is it tiktok that you did where it's like um, <laughs> if if an irish horse does dressage it can't is it because it can't jump or something <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i feel like they've seen your tiktok and gone yeah this thing's gonna be a hunter that suddenly fucking did wasn't brave enough anymore <laughs> we're not sending um, it all the way out to tokyo <laughs> fucking hell it's a big ordeal isn't it God, you, know, yeah. you see all the videos the horse is flying in 22 hours in the air and like oh, they cope with it great like they all look super and i mean you know what what I've have been able to see on the TV, you know, the standard is the standard of care. Like after they've done the test, they come out and they're checked over for you know, like it's yeah. it's amazing. Um, and all the pictures of them in the stables, they're all coming in and lying down in lovely big beds and their air conditioned stables. And you know, and you think it would be an incentive for our horses to want to be Olympians, but now they're too busy being like, oh my ankle, oh, I need the flesh. <laughs> Like you could be living in an aircon stable in fucking Japan right now, living your best life. But no, no, you know that's fine. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> the vet's over there anyway. I mean, if you yeah, qualify, so, my vet is there. Like if you should have just gone, you know, I'm if you were that desperate, there. I'm basically there. I mean, 
the vet's there. It's just, it's silly like, that you're not there. Or you have to just make a bit more effort. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, then on my number two on my list was the Australian show jumper, J- Jamie Kermond. He tested positive for cocaine. Um, he tested positive, unfortunately enough, when he and his horse had landed in Tokyo. So the Australian team was picked. And then I don't know if anybody um, has ever seen a guy called Rowan Willis jump. He rides, um, he rides a horse called Blue Movie, uh, an amazing horse. So she was put down as a traveling reserve. But Rowan Willis decided if he was traveling reserve, he wasn't going to travel the horse to Tokyo, which is fair enough. Uh, and so no traveling reserve went. So the team was Jamie Kerman's Edwina Tops Alexander and a girl called Katie Laurie. Uh, and then while they were in Tokyo, um, one of Jamie Kerman's pre-Tokyo tests came back positive for cocaine or a metabolite of cocaine. Um, and so he was immediately suspended and they couldn't get the third horse over there to make up the team. So luckily Edwina Tops Alexander and Katie Laurie managed to, to appeal and be allowed to jump as individuals. Otherwise that could have been really really crap oh my god you'd be raging wouldn't you that's the sort of fucking thing that happened to us krista we would get there i'm on ritalin so like that is potentially is a metabolite of cocaine so i'd be i'd be the very one i'd be like we get there and you'd be like what did you do what did you do i'd be like i didn't do anything Now, now we're in some prison in Tokyo. Oh It'll be like God. a scene from Bridget Jones. I'll have Bridget to get Jones. rid of my bra. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. This would happen yeah. to us. Yeah, it would. It would. We'd be we'd be going around with our stuffed mongoose full of dodgy stuff. Yeah, honest to God, I'm getting chucked in the in the clank. Yeah. Then Nicholas Astier. I don't know how to say his first name. Nicholas Astier. He was uh, Rio Team Gold. Hang on, individual. Quick, sorry, is that Australian guy? Has he like? Her statement oh. out as as he like acknowledged he, it, as he said that yes he did it or is it was it like one of those where they say oh it was like accidentally in my cup of coffee or something. I don't know. All I managed to see was that he uh, regretted it and was very very sorry. Or um, and I'm like I don't know. Look, judge not. Do you know what? Judge not because it. Who knows? Who who knows? And I don't know. So I'm not I'm not commenting. But if if he did go out and think, nah, fuck it, I'll have a good night. I mean, you know, I think the Olympics for most riders is probably a one-off thing. And I might have been like, would you not have waited till you got home? Yeah. But again, we don't know the full circumstance. So uh, I shall not pontificate. Um, yeah. So then uh, the French event rider, Nicolas Astier, he, yeah, he was the Rio team gold and individual silver eventing medal for France was ruled out of the games because his mare... Um, oh no sorry that was a different one yeah I don't actually know why he was ruled out anyway he's he couldn't go uh, and then Daniel Blumen he's gone out with the Australian show jumper yeah maybe <laughs> no, we're going to get in trouble here this is why um, I could never yes. actually do this properly <laughs> then uh, Daniel Blumen who was uh, who show jumps for Israel is missing the games due to a registration error oh my god I did registered. see that yeah, in the country that they are competing for on the first of January of the Olympic year, because then he uh, was super was pissy, as... wasn't he, with um, the FEI? Yeah, I mean, I can see they should have might... supported him. I but think it was re- a genuine clerical error, though, wasn't it? They'd reminded him because someone went, "Now, nah, fuck it, I can't be bothered." Well, I mean, oh, they'd reminded him twice. Yeah, from what I read, um, but I mean, obviously, uh... I could be wrong. But 
what I read was he'd been he'd been sent two reminders. Oh, I see. All oh, right, I to change the horse's registration, and well, I'm not very hadn't. good at news. <laughs> <laughs> Krista, you're letting me down. Um, no, this is probably not- potentially all just bullshit. I'm just. Um, and then he was like really annoyed with them and said that you know they should have supported him. So he said that the horse wasn't owned by an American because it's not allowed to be owned by like another country's company. Yeah. company yeah so he said that it wasn't even a real american company that the horse was owned by so then the fei were like well you're not allowed to have a horse owned by a company that's not a real company so that's also not allowed so the whole thing Oops. was just yeah a bit of a shit show for him but again it's like what you just said about the australian guy like fuck's sake like krista if we got told that we were going to the olympics i would i would have Pancakes passport in <laughs> <laughs> the FBI office the next morning for thorough inspection. Like, although I am saying this, but um, Carla rang me. She was like talking about going to Ballsworth, and I was going to take my two. And she was like, "You have got to be on it though on Monday morning. You've got to get your entries in like seriously quickly." But they do it in a really weird way, and I don't understand it. So this is because I'm not fancy. So they did all the like age classes, and you could enter those. But then it said for the because it was like a one star or a two star. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to enter the one star or the two star, you had to email them. What the fuck is that about? I didn't even understand that. And she was like, email them on Monday morning. But then why couldn't I email them on Sunday night? It's just an email. But anyway, so I got really confused. But I don't like to trouble her all the time with my stupidity because I feel like it gets a bit awkward, doesn't it? You don't want to be that one where people are like, oh, fuck me. So instead, I what I did... <laughs> was just emailed the woman at Bowlesworth. So where everyone else is clearly like, bang, bang, like nine o'clock, getting their like, all their details, sending it to Bowlesworth. I sent her a really vague email of like, I don't really understand what's going on, but like, I would quite like to jump the meter five and the meter 15. Like, how would I go about doing that? And when should I like message you? (laughs) Like just so random. And then she messaged me back and was like, they're all sold out. I think I don't think they were. I think she literally just went, <laughs> I am not entertaining this fuckwit. And fair play. Like, oh God, look, next year, as you said, next year. <laughs> um, yeah, so he couldn't go anywhere, which is a bit of a loss because he's he's a bit good, isn't he? Mm. He's a bit good. So American eventer Liz Halliday Sharp missed her Olympic debut. Uh, her selected ride to Nero Z was injured heading into quarantine. I hope not literally into quarantine. That'd be a bit of a sicker. In through the gate and it trips over the fucking <laughs> the stable door step or something. But yeah, that's really sad for her because she's absolutely amazing. I didn't realize she hadn't been to an Olympics before. I suppose if I'd actually researched it because she's so good. I just assumed she had been. But that's um, shit luck. Like fuck it. That. That would happen to us, wouldn't it? Imagine bear and pancake. Like we would, if they, I don't know why we keep going back to when they go to the Olympics, because I think it's more than an oversight that we're not there, but um, we would have, you know, those big, like, bought those balls, you know, and you you stick yourself in and you roll down a hill. Absorbing. Yeah. That's it. The one that they insist on having at every fucking horse show, like semi, like, yeah, yeah. We would have to zorb them. Ag shows, sorry, ag shows. Oh, I'm beginning to think the zorbing might be a better idea. Like, we'd knock everything down, but <laughs> safe, safely. Bear in the field. 
I can because the only thing she's missing in the field usually with her antics is the Zorb. The whole the rest of it, the theatrical effect is happening. That's fine. She'd be like taking Ping out like a skittle. <laughs> Watch out, Ping. <laughs> That's why they don't go in the paddock together, Katie. <laughs> Ever. Um then the next drama was uh, I don't know how to pronounce this man's name, so please forgive me. Thibaut Valet, his horse, um, Queen de Brio, who he rode in Rio, I think. He was team gold medalist, uh, picked up a minor injury just before the Olympics and failed to recover in time, so that one couldn't go. Um, then a real, well, I mean, they're all disasters, but a particularly disastrous disaster. Uh, Belgian show jumper Joss Valois ruled out because his selected horse Igor picked up an injury and couldn't travel. Piggy Marsh uh, was selected as a travelling reserve for the British eventing team of Laura Collett, Tom McEwen and Oliver Townend. And unfortunately, because there was a likelihood that she, you know, if everything went well for everybody else, that she wouldn't get a chance to compete. Her owners were happier to keep the horse at home and pick a different route for him than send him to Tokyo with the risk of him going all the way there for a holiday that's um, so hard isn't it it's very hard and as a rider uh it's it's difficult it's difficult to um because I think I would impose yourself like them in that I'd be like you know that's that's a lot for my horse but then equally, we've just talked about how many things have gone wrong for other horses. Yeah. And, and this is before are... the eventing has started. Like, you know, when the eventing yeah. competition starts, it's going to be like news of Palooza because eventing is like that anyway. So, you yeah. know, it's going to be like, especially after the cross country, it's going to be bonkers. Like, yeah. So, I mean, I kind of get it. And like the Europeans are still going ahead this year as well. So, I mean, I suppose, you know, it would be great for her if she got, if she got selected for the Euros. That'd be cool. But um so Ros Cantor who is the reigning world champion has been drafted in and she's gone out there with all-star b but I kind of like Piggy did a she does a vlog and I watched it and it, it was hard because like for an athlete you know the Olympics is the pinnacle it's just peak pinnacle being is, is the, the peak of being alive I, yeah. I think if you're if you're at all sports oriented it's it's the ultimate isn't it and I think even even if you didn't get to ride even if you just just got to be out there being part of all of that yeah it would be amazing but at the same time it's difficult when you have a good owner and good horses you have to respect their wishes and it's I think as as a competitor it, it must be quite hard to to sort of navigate that yeah because you can't risk upsetting an owner but like for you especially because it's happened not this hasn't happened to her but you know obviously she missed out on um, she was in London. She had an awful time before London. Yeah, she had a couple of horses that were 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 perfect and yeah. were on form and everything. And then everything they all went lame. So she kind of had a really hard time for London. So I think for her it was a bit like yet like, again I miss out. Yeah. Um. And so she said in her vlog that she was sitting in her in her lorry and she was having a bit of a moment and her little boy Max was there and he was like, "What's wrong, mommy?" And she was just like, "I'm not good enough. I'm just not good enough. I'm never going to be good enough." And I was like, you know, we all feel like that. In my case, kind of all the time. But on the one hand. I suppose it's humbling to know that other people at a much higher level feel like that too. But on the other hand, in her case, at least it's categorically not true. Um, <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully it'll come around. For oh, her. Yeah, you, like you desperately want it for her, don't you? Like, because 
I massively, I haven't seen that vlog, but I massively admire that because like you say, it makes it easier for all of us when like someone like that can say be vulnerable I suppose, yeah. and, and honest and be really open and be like that's how I feel you know you tend to look at these elite riders and you think they're totally bulletproof they yeah. never have a day when they're like Christ on a bike I just can't ride <laughs> but they, they probably do almost every bloody day they just hide it better or have a better way of coping I don't know I mean I suppose it was a difficult thing to navigate for her I think um, yeah so hopefully hopefully the rest of the of the crew out there will like I hate um, to be the, the okay. one that really thinks of the worst. See, this is because I'm so glass half empty. But how bad would it be if one of them got injured and they needed the reserve? That would be the worst, wouldn't it? She said, in fairness to her, that in the event of that happening, that she would get called up to show jump. She said that Brookfield Innocent wouldn't be the ideal candidate for that she said it's not that he's not a good show jumper it's just that he's a better horse when he's been cross-country the day before when he's you know when no, life is what about like he if they it to. tripped getting off the plane oh yeah for sure for sure it would be like uh, yeah from the front end yeah it would be crap but then that would be a bit like the australian situation just without the drugs um <laughs> <which, laughs> um <laughs> but they, they they'll be they have, they have ross canter so they have a team of three but as you say like it's she had said herself yeah she had said herself that if she were to get called up on the Sunday as a replacement it just wouldn't be ideal for that particular horse yeah um so I suppose you know um so then uh, another big hitter was Swedish medal contender Patrick Kittle was ruled out his horse well done Dilarosh picked up an injury training at the Olympic venue how <gasps> fucking heartbroken would you be like how heartbroken would you be so oh, yeah, I, that was I him. Got, he was. He... I can't even imagine that. Like the work that has gone yeah. into that. See, on, on and he he did this wonderful um, social media like post afterwards, and he was like, you know, his she's called Nelly the mare. He's like, Nelly comes first, and he said, but I am heartbroken, absolutely heartbroken. Nelly comes so first, but I'm not like gonna I'd lie. Like... Nelly's Nelly's not in the good books. <laughs> But wouldn't you be so conflicted? Wouldn't you be so tempted to like be like you actual bastard of an animal? Like, could yeah. you not have like waited until three more days? You could have tripped and had a little bit of an owie if you wanted to. Or like, I don't know, six months ago, you wait till you get to Tokyo. And then what? Really? Really? But yeah, I mean, I say, I say that in jest. Obviously, it's a horrific thing to go through. So yeah, uh, that was him. This is even more depressing. I've just realized this entire episode is like, I know. Fuck me. <laughs> the Olympics was supposed to like um, cheer us up, but actually it's it is in a way because it's it's showing that like fuck me, everyone well, in horses probably yeah, it's level. amazing that mean, we're like, not all just lying in a black room rocking. I don't know. I think if we were normal we would be. Um so then New Zealand Olympic eventing superstar Andrew Nicholson is the Swiss eventing team coach for cross country. Uh, and he's out there in Tokyo with them, I think, which is very cool very cool the only thing i did feel was like none of them had better miss a flag or fall off could you imagine having to come back and say like and say to andrew well you know he'd be like what happened he'd be like, i fell off and he'd be like well i know you fucking fell off and <laughs> off he would go um absolutely like total total hero of mine but uh, by all accounts you know he's i remember i read a thing by dan jocelyn dan jocelyn used to um was based with andrew and he was like he just keeps it very simple with the cross country he's like you just go between the flags down 
and then in the show jumping side just leave the poles up Dan and I loved that because it was yeah. like just get it done which is brilliant I don't get too hung up on the small details but at the same time like I said I just wouldn't really want to be you know turning around to Andrew and being like you know I had a silly run out or I fell off he, he's quite terrifying Andrew yeah. to be honest yeah, that's the thing that. isn't it like it's it would be amazing to be trained by someone like that but at the same time like terrifying I, yeah yeah like I remember hearing about um one of the top show jumpers who um his stable jockey just couldn't get this jump how he quite wanted it you know at home was training and he said to he said to him what like what should I do what's going wrong and he was like we'll just stop missing it's like yeah because yeah. To you, that would be like, you know what I mean? That's possible. You don't understand that I'm trying my fucking level best here to stop stop missing. Like, but that's not how it works, is it? Uh, I might need a little more than that. <laughs> yeah. Know, just... Could you embellish <laughs> on you stop any- missing? Have you, got, have you got anything else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that would be like yeah, him, seriously. wouldn't it? You know, um, he'd be like, well, all you had to do was go through the flags. I mean, you didn't, with me, you'd be like, you didn't even get through the first ones. <laughs> um, then probably the saddest one, I think, again, with a depressing episode. Um, so Tanya Seymour is a South African dressage rider and she was the first ever South African representative in dressage at the Rio Olympics. She made it all the way to Tokyo with her horse Ramoner. Uh, he was the oldest horse in the competition at 19 and she had decided that this was going to be his last competition. Um, but just before the show show competition started, he got a little bit sore and they took him to the vet station and he was found to be suffering with laminitis. So not only like, listen, there's no such thing as a good lameness, but laminitis is particularly horrendous, especially mm-hmm if a horse is having to face into a long travel home um, or potentially have to stay on site or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's a bit of a, I just felt really sorry for her because like that, like he's an old friend and she yeah. loves him and, you know, they've already achieved a huge amount together. So it was just particularly sad that it was sad to, you know, first and foremost, sad to miss competing, but more than that, sad that the horse would be suffering like that. So a hundred percent. It's like sad, you know, say if any of the like big names, if something went wrong, but sometimes you feel it so much more, don't you, for like someone where it's a homebred or, you know, they've produced a horse at the levels and this is potentially going to be their only chance of ever doing that. You know what I mean? Like they've had a, a really good horse and it's like not everybody yeah. can just go and get another one and another one, you know? Exactly. So that was kind of really sad, but we're not near the end of the depressive one yet. Still going. Singapore rider Caroline Chu, I think she's the first ever dressage representative of Singapore was eliminated during her test when her horse was seen to have traces of blood in the froth around its mouth I think by one of the judges so she was stopped and eliminated under the FEI blood rule so that was really sad for her I didn't see the test but apparently like she was well they're all amazing riders at that level but she was particularly soft with the horse and it wasn't that she was you know like rough at all yeah, yeah. So I think he just maybe bit his tongue or bit his cheek or something. That's, that's, um, that's that happened to Adelinda Cornelson at the World Equestrian Games a few years ago as well. Like, and I think I'd have like gum sh- gum guards on. Imagine pancake. 
I mean, yeah. not pancake would ever be going into dressage testing what the fuck I'm talking about now, <laughs> but I can just see him like all <laughs> head geared up. <laughs> but like it's, Ping has done it. Ping bit her tongue there at a show. I forget when she did. I just remember that she had done it. Um, you know, it happens. It just happens. Yeah. That was really sad for her. Like, I don't know. It's really hard. I think it's hard for everybody with the, with, with the blood roll. Spur marks, like some horses do just mark really easily. And sometimes they kind of jump off in the heat of things. You know, a horse can get caught or whatever. But yeah. the rules are the rules and we have to just go by them. And a lot of riders, obviously, they leave unclipped patches on the horse's sides now or the jumpers are allowed to compete with, you know, the white bands, bands or whatever. Yeah. But the mouth one for the dressage guys is difficult because, like I said, you know, horses do bite their tongues they bite their lips especially when they've got double riders on and stuff there's a lot going on there yeah um and i think it's it's difficult if a horse is just giving himself a little nip or something and that's your olympics over however the rules are the rules they can't exactly come along with a dentist gag in the middle of the fucking arena can they and be like oh let's have a look and see where this is coming from and if it's like some massive like slashing inside the horse's mouth you're eliminated and if the horse has bitten itself we'll put the bridle back on and we'll carry on like there's a practicality isn't there but still it's um a bit crap for her well a lot yeah. crap for her um french event rider thomas Carlyle, who has had eons of bad luck in the last few years with his horses uh had to withdraw from tokyo when his mare berlin was found to be suffering from the effects of myositis myositis i presume i don't know with the french translation it it's soreness and inflammation in the muscles i presume that it's rhabdo like he said in his press release that it was no secret that she had had this twice before but that for the last two seasons it had been very well controlled but just with the changing climate in tokyo he felt that it had tipped the horse over the edge uh and she had suffered with this um so i'm not absolutely certain if that's definitely what it was but anyway soreness and inflammation in the muscles is myositis so some class of something so she can't compete and then the spanish dressage team today were the first to enact a horse substitution ahead of the team final one rider had bought two horses with him and he elected to ride his other horse today uh it's not newsworthy particularly it's just that it's the substitution for the teams you know they were told to essentially make uh, equestrian sport more exciting with a view to having a, a better better figures for tv watching and so they have bought in this the three-man team thing and they're doing it for the jumpers and for the avengers as well so this guy bought two horses and um substituted out one so i'm sure after like, eventing there will have been many more that was the plan you know to keep, maybe to keep them fresh I don't know. <laughs> no apparently you have to you can't just go and oh fuck it i won't write pom-pom today i'll write dobbin instead <laughs> you have to have veterinary like the vets have to assess the horse and certify it like you can't just on a whim decide you're not doing it you have to have like genuine bona fide reason backed up by whatever professional oh. they have vet and whatever there so i don't know they didn't say what what the problem was but obviously there was one uh, and then the final final one was a little bit of good news from today was Thanks the fuck. germans won team gold i know germans won team gold in the dressage the americans won team silver and the brits uh one team bronze and that that concludes <laughs> christa's mostly tale of misery Fucking hell. Yeah, mostly it? depressing. Yeah. And as I said, we haven't even got to the, the freestyle yet. Or, and we, you know, we haven't even started with the eventers because I'm sure when that starts, it's going to be held to skelter. Um, I'm um, yeah, it was I'm really, I'm really happy that um they've they've done well because I love pumpkin. 
absolutely love him. Doesn't like she's such a class writer, like obviously. I mean, that goes without saying, <laughs> but I mean, like the way of going, like that, ha- he's such a little ball of power and yeah. he's such a happy little horse. He looks like almost like a chestnut Allegro. Like the picture yeah. is quite similar, the harmony and, and the, the, the way of going and how how he's really on side with her. So I think it's, I'm really thrilled for her that she could come to the next Olympic Games with such a young horse. Yeah. And and still, like, just not for any reason other than, you know, people are so critical and they're like, oh, one hit wonder. You could do it on Vallegro. Well, now it's a bit out of the question that she she's anything other than as good as she is because she yeah. she's produced this young horse um, with lo- much less mileage than Vallegro at the same stage. What I kind of like is I read something where she was just like, saying you know that she's not she doesn't feel the pressure like for him to do an amazing test she just is like he is where he is and he'll do what he does kind of thing and like I think that's really nice like because the pressure must be absolutely insane of you know Vallegra did this and and you can't measure anything else to that standard you have to just kind of it's not fair to him to not give him a chance to build at a level slowly whereas I feel like because Vallegro always just came out at a new level and absolutely blew it away but that's like so abnormal so I thought it was really nice that she was kind of just like you know he's, he's a young horse at the level we'll see sort of thing yeah and I also really love that um because I really just don't follow anything um so obviously everyone else probably knew this but that Carl's ride was actually Charlotte's and he didn't have a horse yeah. and she gave it to him. I thought that was really yeah. nice. Yeah, and hasn't he knocked some unbelievable tune out of it? Yeah. He's doing amazing with it. He's, he did a stunning test today, so... I think that's um, where he's so amazing. Like, he's obviously ama- he's amazing. Like, I absolutely adore him. But, like, on a real hot one, I think you can see that he just knows, doesn't he, how to yeah. ask for as much Do as it. that he can just, give. Yeah. Yeah, he he he'd write like he's just literally one of those riders, isn't he? He he'd get he'd get the optimum out of any horse just because he's got that tact and diplomacy and I mean, you know, obviously God given staggering incredible talent and all of those other things. But yeah, he is he's I think they they they're super for dressage. The fact that they, you know, they put the horses out in the field and they have a really the horses yeah. are always very happy and they have a really sort of you know, the horses get lots of hacking and different variety in their work and you know, the fact that Yes, they're dressage horses, but they do lots of other stuff. Yeah, and their their mindset and their work, their mental well being is prioritised over their physical performances, and I think that that's breaking the mould slowly but surely. Um, I do. Like, like I think, think more know, people are following. Yeah, they're so good for that. Like Charlotte wearing the hat for the trot up, you know, is yeah. like she just she's done loads for safety, hasn't she? Um, mind, I did see. Was did she do the? Oh, what was it? One head or something? Did did you see that? Yeah, yeah. I can't, yeah what was the little yeah, phrase? Um, anyway, like one like one head, one life, or something like something that. Something like that. Yeah. Well, I was completely confused. I'm starting to just like. I <laughs> <laughs> hope it's baby brain because if not, I just don't know what the chances of me functioning a normal <laughs> life are. Because honestly, like I I shit you not, I looked at it for ages going but there's two heads because you know last year it was all that like oh not last year maybe last olympics anyway was that two was it two hearts or something two hearts yeah yeah so i didn't get for ages i was like why is it say one head whose head 
Like, <laughs> legitimately. We didn't have the context, in fairness. He didn't have the context. Like. And also, like, I don't know about you, but, like, obviously, most people don't trot up in a helmet. But the fact that she had a helmet on, I didn't really, like, go. Like, no, I didn't notice it particularly. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you know, I think I think that's probably either we're, like, not very observant, um, which is possible, I suppose. <laughs> but other than that, I think it's good. Like, it's... You know, I noticed like, more... Was Kean O'Connor wearing tracksuit pants with riding boots? Totally, totally. Now we can't. Now listen, it's Keen, so it's cool. And also, he, <laughs> I, we gave him a little mention today, and he gave us a little like back. So you know, friend of the show, best buds, like, yeah, I know. I was like, I said, maybe they lost his, his suitcase or something. Yeah, I, I mean, hope they didn't. I don't think that would go well for them. I'm sure they didn't, but maybe he was. Just, do you know what? Maybe he was just Irishing it up. Maybe like because it's a bit of a thing over here. Your O'Neills and your O'Neills, your Wellies and your upside down Wavin. If you're caught short, hop up. You'd be grand. Um, you know, um, he's flying the flag. Who, who who cares? He's flying flag. Maybe that's what he was doing. I don't know. Maybe he just maybe his boots were there, or he forgot his jaws or something, or maybe he just thought, "Fuck it." Yeah, fuck it's been it. a I'm, it's been a long flight. He's third. busy. My third Olympics, these are pretty comfy, you know. I was in the same position for a long time on the airplane. I'm a bit (laughs) stiff, I just need to, you know, I don't want to wear anything restrictive. I don't know, I don't know. But I I should have asked him, I should have asked him. He is, he's he's a friend of the show. I should have asked him next time you're on the phone to him. Yeah, I I definitely think I need to know. Yeah, yeah, I would like to know the the thought process behind that outfit. Yeah, (laughs) because I noticed that way more than Charlotte's hat same i have to say i'm afraid <laughs> saying that's the show jumper coming out on us isn't it <laughs> yeah what 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 was going on there what like what were you thinking <laughs> i was like did you manage to like get all the fabric like did you did you end up with sore legs do you know what i mean like do you know how like with your jumper it's they're kind of are meant to go on your boots aren't they yeah you're trying to see bottoms or not so i was like did you was there like uncomfortable ruching happening like we all there like, must have been did you put your sock did you put your socks over your Maybe that's what he did. I think he would have almost been better. Not that it's really a good situation, but I think he should have tucked his boots under his tracksuit pants. I think that would have been better. <laughs> we need to get him on. That's what we're going to have to do. He gets back from Tokyo with this individual gold medal. Um, <laughs> and we'll be I'm interviewed. Yeah, I'm interviewed by ones. all of the world's media and us. <laughs> And then they'll be asking him, you know, tell us a bit about your horse and how did it feel to win? And we'll be like, what the fuck were you doing with your tracksuit? Like, dear God. Did you have your socks tucked in? Was it's there ruching? It's not a colored car, but you're like, you riding. Like, what's going on? Like, yeah, seriously, that's what we need to do. That's why we're not, that's, you see, you see we have the advantage. We ask the hard questions. I'm t- Trevor McDonald could have learned from us, I'm telling you. Oh God! Horse and ha- horse and hounds need to employ us. Yeah, to travel the world and go to these and do the media. That's what we should be doing. We should totally be doing that. Yeah, you can just like, totally you know, see us, you know, there and everyone else being like. So when you came to that final oxer, and we'd be like, "Listen here, <laughs> why did you do that with your trousers? <laughs> did, yeah, had you forgotten to pack jods? Is that what happened?" Because was your bag missing? Inquiring minds need to know. Did something go wrong on the carousel? I mean, what happened? Could you have borrowed some? Surely your groom or something. Well, maybe not groom because they'll probably be yeah. not in jobs, will they? Yeah. Yeah. 
I love this I is know. this has As been said, our focus of the episode. Yeah, we need to. Well, it's more cheery than the rest of it. So True. you know, our horses are crap, and all of the other people's horses in the Olymp- going to the Olympics selfish are crap. bastards, selfish bastards, and you know it's all doom, gloom, and despair. Keen has saved the day with his tracksuit. He's just made us feel a bit better now. Um, so I think he should be. He might win a gold medal, but perhaps this is a bigger achievement. Just saying. You know, yeah. I was pretty depressed this afternoon, gotta be honest. Feel a bit better now. Maybe we need like a what not to wear. Maybe that's where our like professional um <laughs> career well, well like see, see, the equestrian Trini and Susanna. Yeah, I don't know how good I'd be at that though, given that I own a luminous pink show jacket that I'm refusing to wear because I'm too shit. I need to be like a Grand Prix level. So if I fall off, everyone will be like, Oh, that jacket, but never mind. She was in a Grand Prix level, she's obviously really cool. Instead and- of you fell off at a 70 mm-hmm. in a pink jacket. Nice, yeah. Good, you're a dickhead. And I'm um, sporting an armpitless number. <laughs> because I'm still slightly rotund. <laughs> you need a new jacket. You need a new jacket, though. I know. You've see. got too much ventilation going on. But then again, maybe you could design a jacket with better underarm ventilation. Maybe that's what you're doing. Have you seen the mesh ones? I'd quite like a mesh one for the summer. But I mean, you're only going to use it like Hi- a couple of weeks a year. Heike had a close-up of her tailcoat. She's a green tailcoat from Equiline in Tokyo because obviously it's like fucking nine million degrees and humid as could be and um it was I, I don't I want to use a better word than porous because I feel like that doesn't what's what's porous but clothing holy mesh. not holy but mesh. it's not mesh exactly I think it's that's like, what those show jackets are called but it's obviously like holy for yeah you know heat dissipation or whatever Edward Gall and Hans Peter I'm just going to try and say Minderhund, Minderhund. Um, they wore bright orange tailcoats. Yeah, they got griefed, didn't they? Well, I think people can fuck off, quite frankly. I'm sorry. That's my opinion on it. If you want to wear an orange tailcoat and it's within the rules. All of the show jumpers for Holland wear orange. Yeah. Um, what do you... This is a bit random, but... So what do you think about... There's so much at the minute on social media about um, people like armchair critics, which I agree with. I have to stay away from this because I'm getting still getting flamed on that post. <laughs> I just have oh, to stop checking the notifications. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go on. Um, but also a little bit of me, I don't like watching dressage because I would never want. I'd never message anyone. I don't think I'm any better than them or anything. But I don't watch a lot of dressage and think it, that it particularly demonstrates harmony between horse and rider. I'm not sitting on the horses, so I'm just, I don't know. My, my opinion is that I'm not sitting on them. I don't know how it feels. I, how it looks and how it feels might not be the same thing. Like, um, I would just rather they dialed back some of the extravagance now. Like, I feel it's gone so showy. It's so, like... I, I think overall, oh God, I don't want to go down a really boring fucking topic with this. I'm just, I'll try and keep it brief. I think the problem is, is, is where do we go from here with anything? Yeah. The, you know, with eventing, what do you do? How, do you make it, you know, bigger, longer, faster, harder? A horse Twist, is still a horse. Yeah, the sport like, will evolve. Yeah. The level of riding 
can evolve. We can always be better. But a horse is still a horse. He's still a mammal capable of only horse things. Yeah. And the same with the show jumping. Like the show jumping at the Olympic Games is always legendarily absolutely fucking massive. And quite a lot of horses go to the Olympics and they don't necessarily flourish on the far side because the questions asked of them, particularly if they're a good team contender and a good individual contender, they don't always bounce back mm-hmm. um, because it's such a big ask. What, you know, we've gone up to 160, sometimes 170 fences pushing on 170. They're still just horses. Like, so you increase technicality. And so they've bred, to... Yeah, they've bred horses that are capable of jumping bigger fences, have more scope, have more range. They've made the time as tight as they can. So I always feel like horses at that level are so close to the limit of what a horse can physically and mentally yeah. do. I'm not sure where the sport can progress or, or what what's the future for the sport full stop not generally and that's not me ask. yeah I'm not saying that as a naysayer I'm sure it will yeah. sort itself out over time I'm sure there are lots of experts and you know course builders and vets and technical people who are at the forefront of all of this but I as a lay person I'm just wondering like how much harder can you make or how much yeah. more is it appropriate to ask because they're still still just horses yeah. and a lot of the time riders get killed cross country and yeah you know a horse is not infallible it's still a horse it doesn't matter how well you train it it doesn't matter how good you are he can still make a mistake and leave a leg and tip up and it's not anybody's fault it's just you know he's still just a horse and that's like Um, there was a lot a while ago wasn't there about like they were asking them questions where the horses genuinely didn't understand what they were being asked and it's like we're not we're not trying to trick them that's not fair do you know what I mean like the job shouldn't be for them and their riders to be risking their necks while we try and like confuse them like it should be a fair question yeah and then I think with the dressage it's a bit the same thing like where do you go like the sport has no doubt it has if you look back at videos across the the ages like obviously the sport has changed dramatically and people like Carl and uh Carl and Charlotte are amazing for the sport now because as I said you know it's noted and regarded worldwide that they operate a really good system for their horses at home and they ride with a lot of harmony and a lot of you know the horses have they have a great relationship with the horses or whatever but like it is showy I suppose because one you're breeding horses for extremely extravagant movement and a really hot temperament to show themselves off to the top yeah. to the top level and two like if it where else can it go they cut the moves can't get any harder than they are and when horses can do them they'll do them within a range of you know crap to amazing yeah so like where else can it go um you know it's because like it's not it's not ever like something I wouldn't ever like message anyone nothing like that I wouldn't even judge anyone because look when I go to a show I've said it before I'm very conscious that you know I I would look at the tack that was on pancake and judge me I hate what he has to wear I would love him to be in a snaffle and a caverson so it's never that but it's more just like as a sport like it's just a bit too showy for me do you know what I mean like I would genuinely just rather watch horse and rider kind of look like they weren't having to be forced to the very edge where it loses harmony, I guess. Uh, there was a test done today by the American rider Stefan Peters and it was absolutely incredible. It's one of the nicest tests I think I've ever seen. And again, I'm not saying that because I'm trying to be a dressage judge. I'm just saying it looked like two two best friends hanging out and having the best time. Yeah. And it was That's like so lovely like to watch. watch. Yeah. Yeah, it was lovely. It was so nice. The horse was just, you know, they were so in tune and it, it didn't look like a bottle of 
champagne fizzy drink yeah. that you now have to exactly that you want to take the lid off um they just look like two buddies hanging out and having the best time they obviously had a great relationship so that's really nice to see and i think it's you know as time goes on that's more the ethos that's that's coming through but it, it's difficult it, it is difficult and it's difficult to have an opinion either way as i discovered this week <laughs> i haven't seen i'm gonna go and look now should we just carry on with the misery and go to wanker of the week <laughs> let's just roll right on because my wanker of the week i've decided is just the week is a wanker okay good good go for it so ben obviously for anyone who listened to the last episode he's a bit accident prone he's a little bit calamity jane and um, so years and years and years ago and ben i don't even think he'd qualified yet we saw that Top Gear, you know, Hiluxes are indestructible. They threw oh, it, didn't amazing, they? Isn't it? Fuck it, yeah. yeah. Couldn't couldn't kill it. Ben found a way that you can kill a Hilux. You can kill quite a new Hilux if you never put oil in it and drive it a lot. You can blow that engine, no problem at all. You, you do do that. Yeah. yeah. You do do that. And then if you've been a dickhead like we were and bought an import you have to wait a really fucking long time to get a new engine for said Hilux so anyway the Hilux eventually and its new engine like just started to get where you know they cost you more than it's worth so we decided we would research and research and research and got a new pickup which it was the new, apparently, oh, indestructible, this thing. Absolutely indestructible. It's like a D-Max. All the farmers have them. Can't kill them. Just they'll, you'll run them in the ground. Brilliant. Okay. So we bought one with 35,000 miles on it. And we have had it, I don't know, four months. And Ben was driving it and the Conrod snapped. Means fuck all to me, but it's fucked the engine. So this bastard had oil in. What more does it want? And yeah. So anyway, I'm currently having a fucking debate with with Isuzu over do they feel it's appropriate for a Conrod and an engine to only last 35,000 miles? Because I don't really, but they seem to think it is. So anyway, that's... that's... Is it under... Is it under warranty? No, because it's out of warranty age-wise, but obviously massively in it mileage wise mileage wise yeah so which can is you, do you think my point progress with it i don't know like but it's the cars off the road we only make money when the cars on the road so we've now had to put the hilux back on the road so the hilux that all the things that needed fixing meant it wasn't worth fixing so we bought a new car and we've now had to fix the fucking hilux as well so that's right that's job so one that's epically shit yeah. Is he out and about working at the moment then? Or oh my god, he is he's worked out of everything. He worked out of our lovely friend who really helpfully broke his ankle. That was really good luck for us because he couldn't drive his Hilux. So Ben had that for a while. I was like, oh what how lucky is it that you've got this broken ankle? <laughs> his wife was like, oh. <laughs> I'm sure he really appreciated yeah. that. Um, so yeah, he Honest to God, I wouldn't lend Ben a fucking car. I mean, not that this was in any way, shape or form Ben's fault, but I don't like his track record. I think the Isuzu basically just waved the white flag. It saw Ben coming and went, no, no, I've heard the tales of you. 
Um, it's going to take me off to some armed robbery with Gaza <laughs> exactly. and you and I'm just not having it. I've heard that podcast and I'm not, it's not down for me. I did not have those plans in my life. So that's that. And um, then our lovely spangly dog, Gracie, had to be put to sleep. Um, oh, I'm so sorry. That's horrible. I know. So that was just shit, but it it is what it is, isn't it? It's part of having an animal. I lot to cope with, though, in the space of a week. Yeah, wasn't ideal. And then because I was really upset and I hadn't slept for nights because I was trying to decide what, when to do it and what the right thing to do was and all yeah. that. So I hadn't slept and also Seb was teething. And then so Ben was like, look, let's take Henry and his friend and your horses to the beach and that'll be a lovely day out for you all. Uh-oh. So we were going to do that. Did we not talk on the last podcast about how family family days out or never that? Well, I mean, don't worry, we didn't even get to the beach because oh, okay. we got up at five o'clock in the morning to beat like all the people on the beach, you know. Um, so got up at five o'clock in the morning, went and picked Henry's friend's pony up and we got like 20 minutes at the road and the gearbox went. And then... The radiator sprayed boiling water in Ben's face. So that was that. Wow. Was that the lorry or was that another Jeep? Or uh, That was the lorry. So the lorry went in and we got really excited because oh they, they said, oh, it's actually, it's not very much. Like, because Ben said, oh, the gearbox is gone. And they were like, no, in that Scania, that particular Scania, like the gearboxes are like bulletproof. And I was thinking, well... <laughs> At this point, just because something's bulletproof. I think they around phrases like that. <laughs> Not with Ben, because he sees it as a challenge. But actually, the mechanic was right. And it, it, he said it slips off a linkage or something. And it had. Oh, thank God for that. Well, anyway, no, this don't don't count your chickens, Krista. Because oh, 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 so we were like, oh, awesome. So we thought we needed a new turbo as well. Turned out it was a pipe. So we were like, oh, my God, we're like living the dream. Do you know what I mean? It's like. And Lovely then, like, yeah. yeah, hardly it was going to cost us anything, a couple of hundred quid. Then mm. Ben was like, well, while it's there, it's due MOT next month. Then it oh, really came no, into its done. bastard own. <laughs> because then the mechanic rang me up and said, mm. that noise, it's that noise, isn't it? It's always that noise. Yeah. Sucking in breath over the teeth. It's always that noise. He made the expensive, he made the expensive noise. The so expensive yeah, noise. that's my, that's my wanker of the week. It's just, what the fuck? Are you like drinking heavily or? <laughs> no, like, what, because what, did I tell you, you that? How are you Seb, surviving that? Well, Seb won't take bottles. So I can't drink heavily. I mean, otherwise I would. So uh, that's it. Ch- children, children, the gift that keep on giving. Yeah. I'm swearing quite a lot under my breath because it's can't even swear. That's not good enough. You need something else. You need something else. And since you're no, <laughs> like handing out euros in all directions to things vehicular. Oh, um, you can't even like do anything you can't even go and do anything fun like you know buy yourself a new cwd no. saddle or something to cheer yourself up so what well, i don't know it's gonna have to be like i don't know co-op bonbons and jam tarts or something I don't no because i'm on a diet like... so that my chill jacket doesn't end oh, up not yeah. just armpitless but <laughs> it'll just be t- I, i'll be like rabsy nesbitt god rest gregor fisher what, what, i loved rabsy nesbitt yeah so did i loved it yeah that's I don't know. I don't even know what to say to any of that. We've had some bad, bad times, but I think that probably might, that tops it a bit, I'm afraid. That's, that's really shit. I'm sulking. So I don't know. I feel like I need to, sulking, yeah. 
I feel like you, that's fine. I'm I'm just I don't want to cheer you up, but misery loves company. I'm on a diet as well because I cannot fucking bear to go up to sanitary those bastarding sports and conditioning physios. In like, holiday shorts. <laughs> in my holiday shorts, my bikini, and my fucking flab rolls that I've got from barely riding any horses for the last two months because they're too busy going. Ah, I'm so sore and I'm, <laughs> I'm sick and. And so, yeah, I'm on a diet as well. Not for, as I said, good reasons, but, well, I mean, it's a good reason for me. Be a bit less embarrassed going up there. Um, mine is kind of brief. I, I don't really, well, I kind of have a sort of a double whammy, really, um, because they're both short. They actually okay. really are short, not my usual short, which is like four hours long. Um, bear. So it's been very hot, as everybody in the British Isles and Ireland <laughs> just were. And um, in Ireland, when there is snow forecast, we all go berserk and we buy all the bread and the milk. Um, and then when COVID happened, much like the UK, we all went mad and bought. Well, I personally didn't, but lots of other people went mad and they started stockpiling loo roll. So in like the hottest heat wave we've had since I remember, you know, a little bit worrying, the old planetary system, global warning, warming and the old floods and stuff. I'm a bit frightened, I don't know about anybody else, but anyway, nonetheless, it's hot. And apparently this is the last cool summer we're getting. I'm like, right. Anyway, with that in mind, the horses were getting very hot in the stables. Um, and so I wanted to get fans but we've gone on a fan buying spree and there's not a fan to be had in Ireland so I had to order two from Germany and the second I ordered them it started fucking raining it's my fault I jinxed it so and it's now like so that's it it's going to be uh, although they're saying you know global warming and it's going to be really hot summers from now on I I've probably jinxed it for everybody well yeah not that hot summers are, are a good thing I'm just saying that like you know through periods of nice weather Krista's we now want, like if someone, if someone saves the ozone, Chris is going to be like, well, that's just fucking selfish because I've stockpiled these fans and now we've got no global warming. So the fans are coming from Germany because it's the only place I could get fans. Germany. Fuck's sake. Like, and now it's raining, <laughs> oh my so. God, for Princess Ping. She'll be like, oh, yes. It's yeah. Just, it's just a smidge warmer. Than I don't know how it's going to. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to go with Bear there because Bear's petrified with everything. I don't know how she's going to feel with having a you know, 40 foot floor fan strapped to the roof of her stable. I don't know. Or 40, 40 foot, 40 centimeter. Yeah. You've so really like, taken big, the fan thing. Fan. <laughs> She'll be taking off. She'll be <laughs> a 40 foot fan. Ruined <laughs> 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 wind to Formula One wind tunnel. Yeah. So anyway, it's we only were, a little uh, bit warm. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not taking any chances um so she like ping has a chain across her door because she's wonderfully mannerly and doesn't go anywhere and that's fine bear had a chain across her door for quite a long time without any problems without any problems and then one day she was scratching her neck under her chain and it suddenly occurred to her that she could get out and being a clever fucker, she then decided that this was the way forward. I thought it was a one-off. It was not a one-off. So that was okay. And then it was so hot. But with the stable door, the only, because because my fans are still in Germany, oh, they're not here anyway. The only way I could keep any class of airflow going through the stables, and this is like, they were out as much as I could have them out. But obviously the evenings have to come in. Well, Bear does because she can't be outside at night time. Um, Ping can't be outside if Bear's, anyway, whatever, it's complicated. I was to leave their doors open. So I thought, oh, it's fine. Because I've got, you know, the stall guards? Yeah. The the stall with the clips on the four corners. I've got one yeah. of those. I thought, oh, well, if I just put that on low down, there's going to be as much airflow as I can get going through the stable and she, she won't be able to get out. Hold my beer, said Bear. Mm-hmm. So I had gone into the house to get my joppers on 
I've been living in shorts and for the first time in my entire life I've got a tan on my legs so for all those saddos who are like proud of themselves for getting to Tokyo I mean I've got a suntan on my legs for the first time in my life I just think that's a better achievement frankly that's what I'm going with so I had to go down and change out of my shorts put my jarpers on and while I was in the house I heard a bit of a ruckus outside and when I came outside Bear had got under the chain but over the stall guard I don't know how it wasn't a big gap but she did she had then in the few minutes I was in the house pulled a whole load of my bloody flowers out of their plant pots and then she likes to be yeah just read she likes to be ridden first and I was riding ping first and it does make her really I know people say anthropomorphizing probably whatever she gets really grumpy if you don't ride her first and she went was trying to bully ping off the cross ties she was in there like snaky head trying to hunt ping off poor ping was like you know she's already massive in a small space and in comes like her angry french sister giving it ears back and get out this is i was like what are you actually doing so poor i put Ping's like, I, was like I didn't choose it i know she, she picked me she's I know, poor Ping. But I know that. Ping is always the good child. I always know which one is causing the trouble and it's never her. Um, so then um, I put Bear back in her stable and I was like, well, until the fans come from Germany, <clears throat> you're going to have to sweat when you're in there then. Because if you can't behave yourself, you can't have any privileges. Sorry. That's just how it is. Uh, and then my other wank of the week <clears throat> was my husband. My husband is, if you're not Irish, you won't get it. But if you are Irish, you will. He's peak Midlands man. Right. He's an Irish farmer to the fucking core. Like, <laughs> and he's like, we always joke about him. Like, you can take the man out of Westmeath, but you can't take the Westmeath out of the man. Right. So we, t- we took him. He hates the heat. He can't deal with it. And I'd be out there in 40 degrees and I just, oh, I can't get enough of that. I love it. And um, he's the total opposite. Like and he was getting really, he was getting really, really grumpy and huffy because it was too hot. And he's also quite furry, like everywhere, except on top of us, he's bald. But the rest of him, he's very furry. And he was, I'm like, just get clip yourself. I'll get the clippers. If we clip some of the hair off you, you'll be fine. Like, just, I've clipped, like, I've clipped thousands of horses. Like, you'll be fine. You're in no danger. Anyway, he wasn't having it. He's bad so to clip. That was, <laughs> what about a twitch? He's really bad to clip. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I see you need a, you'd need a safari dart, not a twitch. <laughs> You just shoot him with a fucking trank gun from 40 foot away. So the ch- I like love going to the beach. Child loves the beach. Child loves the warm weather and the sea and all the rest of it. So we're like, right, we're going to go to the beach. And because my husband works very hard, he's quite often not present for family trips out with myself and Charlie. We tend to do a lot together by ourselves. So now and again, we kind of like try to make a big effort around what I was doing to sort of make sure that we do stuff as a, as a complete family. So I decided we were going to the beach and oh my god my husband he napped he reversed on the yard he definitely reared he yeah he i think he probably threatened to go over backwards a few times i don't re- he basically had a a, a, a massive firing out front legs the whole lot full-on tantrum about going to the beach it's too hot i can't cope i'm not going to the beach i'm not doing it and the guy who works for him was like, give him some lecture about, you know, family values or some fucking thing anyway. Mm-hmm. And so with much reluctance. So the man basically Holter put a lunge whip. And a, and a, and a, <laughs> and a lunge whip. Yeah. And a, well, a lunge whip. We managed to get him loaded. And uh, he went Do you know, you're never going to sell him. A, he's nappy. He's bad to load. He's bad to clip. Yeah, What's he yeah. like to shoe? He's curly 
curly curly coat probably got cushings <laughs> and that's like not shoe? oh god so anyway we, he he went up the road in complete huff it was hardly like talking to anybody like he was really was he, he'd gone over the edge of what he could cope with and have you ever watched he, um ben and holly i love ben and holly i am miss jolly i am miss jolly that well, is me. He is Mr. Elf. Have you seen the one Mr. Oh my where God, they make Mr. So Elf go on holiday and Mr. Elf's yes. like having a nervous breakdown? That he's Mr. Yes. Elf. Yes, he is. He is. But uh, yes. Um, so when we got to the beach, and because it was by the coast, there was a lovely breeze and it was nice. Oh. And was he shaking he, his curly mane? <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't what he did was he stood in the middle i had taken i had taken the precaution of buying him some shorts that afternoon in town and so I, he had his shorts on and he had his t-shirt and he was just standing i sent you a picture of it he's just standing on the beach looking exactly like we literally lifted him out of the midlands <laughs> and parked him tele- teleported him to the beach there's like he's just nothing, his legs, that's all there's no there's not a tractor in sight there's nothing for me to cut or bail like no, nothing to do he just started roll, yeah. and rolling and, sand up and yeah no he he had an epic mantra about the beach and then when he got there then he was i don't i, w- I wouldn't go so far as say he enjoyed himself but he didn't hate it and sometimes that's the best you can do so my wankers of the week they're much more cheery than yours my escapo horse and my humpy husband grumpy narky husband but um I suppose, look, you know, I've depressed the entire episode. I had to, like, you know, save it at the end, not. <laughs> Ben's more like a spring spaniel at the beach. He's, like, would run around barking. <laughs> like, yeah, we're the beach. <laughs> look, there's water and sand. Throw them all, throw them all. But it, it, it was quite funny because when we got to the beach, I was surprised that I had managed to get him onto the sand because he'd been threatening <laughs> about going back to the car and putting on the air con, right? <laughs> As I said, if you're Irish, you'll completely get it. Um, but he he was he went, I managed to get him onto the sand, and then we were doing this like I bought the bag and I had him with things in it, or whatever. And I was kind of like talking to him, and he was talking to me. We completely forgot that we had a child, <laughs> right? And Charlie loves water; he has no fear whatsoever of water. And after a few minutes of whatever fucking navigating we were doing with the beach ball and the mat, the towel, and the bucket and spade, we both went, "Crap, where's the child?" The child was miles away out in the sea. Now, luckily, there like, was loads of other people miles away out in the sea because it didn't get too deep and the sea was really warm and it was lovely. But I was like, oh, my good God. Like, talk about negligent parents. He was Once. nearly in Hollyhead. Like, he was gone. <laughs> Once too busy there. sulking. He's been forced onto the sand. I thought when you were going to... he wouldn't go in the sea because... On. He, I mean, he yeah. tried to go back, but he couldn't because he had a lunch rain behind him, which would preempted that. <laughs> We got, yeah, no, he wouldn't go into sea because he kept getting his shorts splashed. And so he stood on the shore, no joke, right? I was in the sea with a child and he was on the phone the entire time doing cattle prices for the factories mm. and straw and hay deals or whatever the fuck else, I don't know. I'm here, but I, I will not enjoy like, it. Yeah, I was like, hi, take a picture of us. Look, we're having a great time. And he was like, blah, 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 into his phone. And so he wouldn't go into sea because he didn't want to get his phone wet or his shorts wet. Look, I mean, you just have to take what you can get, don't you? Yeah. Next time, you'll get him a little bit further out. Bring a chifney. That's, that's what I'd yeah, do. A chifney, yeah. Good idea. You need to be careful, though. Because lots of people don't like those. <laughs> well, he brought it on himself. He's yeah. himself to blame. Maybe he was just, just badly trained. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe he had a bad start. <laughs> yeah, they've rushed him. Maybe that's he needs the some thing. ramp work. 
<laughs> yeah, it needs to, it's over face. It needs to go into the round pen. Okay, so, so yeah. So anyway, we we got an, one emailed in from Jenny. She said she would like to nominate herself. The background is she's currently riding, helping to produce an extremely talented five-year-old who she really rates and has the potential to be a seriously good eventer. She's owned by a friend who I owe a lot. After I had nearly a year off riding and completely lost all my muscle tone through prolonged hospital admissions for chemotherapy. And she was the one who provided a safe horse and encouraged me to get riding again. So that's amazing. So everyone needs like that friend, don't they? She said... This mare is seriously quality and I'm very grateful that my friend trusts me with probably the most talented horse I have ever ridden. Last weekend was her first one-day event and first wanker moment was on the Monday when it occurred to me that although we had been cross-country schooling, we'd never actually gone through water. She had been super brave to this point and we had walked through puddles, so I thought we'll just box her up to my local farm ride, let her potter through the water, tick that box... Unfortunately, no one else was free at short notice to give us a lead. So she chose her mum to give her a lead. Now, not her mum, not as a rider, like her mum, just her mum. On foot, like. <laughs> On foot, yeah. Um, Ginger Mare had different ideas and she felt that getting her feet wet was clearly a, pre- a prelude to potential waterboarding or some other form of dreadfulness. See, she's like your husband. She wouldn't go anywhere near the and water. And also pink even when she was trying to lead her and offer her sweets. So the mayor is now getting increasingly pissed off. So she decides that she would get off and lead her herself. Mayor does not agree with this strategy and chooses the moment that she is shin deep to shoot backwards and pulled me face first into the water jump that was questionably smelling. So she said the drive back in the box was super fun. She's drenched head to foot, ruined her lovely boots. She's spiralling into a chasm of self-recrimination. She's scarred the mare for life, betrayed her friend, probably deprived the eventing world of the next classic moe. Her mother's sitting with, I mean, you can imagine it, can't you? With a malodorous little ray of sunshine um, and wished that she could have stayed at home and had a cool beverage in the evening sun. She said, end to the story is that one of her fabulous friends met her at the same water a few days later with a sensible horse who gave her a lead and the mare potted through the water as if she never doubted it and flew around the competition, including the water. But she said, the real wanker is me, who is actually a mental health professional and frequently tells people (laughs) not to catastrophize um, and blow up small errors into massive mistakes. That's... Yeah, the, the suddenly backwards thing. You know, when they do that, they mm-hmm. it's not good, is it? They Yeah, we've all been there. Yeah. And especially and if you've you only fine. got was... reins and not like, yeah. that's the worst, they're not isn't so, it? They're not easy to hang on to. And once no. you're at the end of it, you're screwed. You're either going down or you're, they're gone. Yeah. Yeah. I've done that nervous. once like a long time ago on a hack and I've never done it since. Now, even when I'm really frightened, I'm like, I'm not getting off because I'll lose it because you just got nothing. We had to do that with Molly, though, because the, the guy down the end of the, the lane that I hacked down, he, he'd been stone picking. He got some really, he was doing work on his land. And there was suddenly a big pile of stones at the end of the lane. And poor Molly, like, for, like she's only four or whatever, but it, the stones, for some reason, absolutely, totally lobotomized her. She couldn't yeah. deal at all. She was very good. She didn't try and nap or use it as an excuse but I rang not I couldn't get her to move like she's a proper traditional Irish horse plant the legs 
that's it argument over yeah like with the foreign horses they don't keep one foot on the ground at the same time in these moments and it's you know it's like just chaos is happening yeah. but good old irish mall she was like i don't know what that is it looks pretty scary i'm gonna stand still i'm like mom if that's a tiger you're screwed love you're gonna you know <laughs> you're gonna need to move wasn't getting fucked off <laughs> yeah no wouldn't move would not move so i went and i, I rang nile and i was like oh my god could you come down could, could you just give me a lead could you just put a hand on molly so he came down and he put a hand on her and she walked astride before she went, who the fuck are you? I don't know who you are. You're not my mother. And panicked, completely panicked and ran backwards, not because of the stones, but because there was a suddenly a, you know, Midlands man farmer on the end of the reins. She was like, what is happening? So I had to get off. Um, and once I got off and walked past the stone, she was like, I was the sacrificial lamb and she was fine about it. Um, and then because she's Molly and she's, I was able to get on her the other side of the stones and then she had to go back past the stones to go home and that was it, stones conquered, it was fine but it's yeah. not always that easy but she was Absolutely. just really it's funny a, I could just... It's a good wanker of the week isn't it because it's it's what we're saying like it, it's something that we all do we all do all of those things like you yeah. know you're like yeah I'll just get off it'll be fine and then you're like I didn't fine. quite totally think that me. through no. yeah like I didn't yeah. or and just even to... like yeah I'll, I'm going to cross country I'll just nip it through the water like I'll be absolutely fine um, I did that with a horse that we had on loan. And I was like, I think it was like the night before we were going to children's. I was like, I'll just clip it. Fuck me, this thing, which oh, was a really no. amenable little mare. Like, until? Until it saw a set of clippers. And then, fuck. And I'm saying to Ben, I can't take it to, like, I think it was Rowallan we were going, I can't take it looking like this. You'll have to help me. We have to finish it. Ben's, like, <laughs> trying to grapple, like, you know, with this, like, flailing <laughs> octopus. Yeah, it was um, it was one of those moments where it should have all been so easy, but it just fucking oh. wasn't. And then you're like, I should have, it's my fault. Like, I've done it all wrong, and now it's never going to clip, and if only I'd... <laughs> <laughs> I think we just spend so much time with horses, don't we? Going, I should have, or yeah. I ought to. And it's their fault. Because yeah. if they just, you know, advertise more, uh, I don't know, like we're always trying to understand them and help them and do better. I just, why don't they come with a manual or something? I know, like, like those Olympic I'm riders so on board. are probably yeah. in Tokyo right now going, I should have known he was going to trip up that two millimeter step and go lame. Yeah. yeah. I should have known. Yeah. I should have asked yeah. them. To, to level the concrete I should have brought what I should have I done is brought a builder with me and yeah, they I've, could have just you know I know yeah yeah no but I mean I think to be fair it's probably a lot worse if you're in Tokyo oh, I you should know, imagine stuck in a yeah. stinking wash jump somewhere in the UK it's it's inconvenient and but can be resolved but at the Olympics it's a bit more catastrophic yeah I mean I'll take that <laughs> So um, the eventing trot up is, so, sorry, it's a freestyle tomorrow for dressage. Not that it matters because the podcast will be out a week later. So by the time for the next podcast, we'll have hopefully even more news. Yeah, um, I will. Then the eventing will. starts this Thursday. Yeah, but maybe no one will want my news after they've heard this. They'll be like, no, it's too, yeah, we need too much now. Well, yeah, we need them to try we'll and too, pull it out and stop getting injured and, yeah. and stop taking cocaine yeah or... yeah i know honestly like get your shit together You're at the olympic games i would have thought you'd all be a bit more you know on it by now yeah. <laughs> it says me you can't even make it out of the fucking stable yard <laughs> without oh my ankle i need the fish <laughs> dear god 
We'd fit right in there. Yeah. Paris. I am going to Paris. I miss out on London. I panicked about London, you see, because I thought that, you know, with the tickets for London, it was like you yeah. could, you might get a question, but you might get canoeing. Although I actually did watch the canoeing from London. It was quite good. Um, I'm one of those like weirdos that loves all things Olympic. I just love it all. And I like will watch it all. Skateboarding's really good. Um, yeah, but I you might really... not get tip- tickets for the question. And then you had, I, all my bank, I've, I've, a, what have I got? I've got a Visa credit card or MasterCard or something. Anyway, whatever you had to have that card to buy the tickets for London. Right. And yeah. I, okay. I either didn't or I was too afraid. I don't know. My husband always shouts at me about the credit card. So maybe it was a panic response not to use that or something. But I'm like, I don't, I'm going to Paris. Yeah. And I, I, if it, even if it is like you might not get a question, I'm just going to go. Going to watch I love France. The, like the, yeah. when it was in London, um, we watched a little bit because we had my grandparents staying with us at the time. And oh my God, like my grandma, she just basically agrees as if she knows what's happening when she clearly has like not a fucking clue. <laughs> so you'd be like watching the basketball and they'd be like, you know, oh, so like that was like this, whatever happened, I don't know, like you missed a really easy shot. And she'd go, yes, yes, it was easy, easy. <laughs> and then like i haven't got a fucking clue about any sports barely got a clue about the one i fucking do um but anyways yeah, I, I, I kind of it was lost on me until it came to the equestrian and then it'd be like you know yeah he came a little bit too quickly to that combination and she's like yes i thought that little bit quick oh i love it i love it oh my god and i would love them would just like you know and you just creasing like but you can't because she obviously oh just being serious about the whole it's thing like yeah. into it she's into it yeah yes yes we, I, we I saw that i i didn't i thought he should have put a little bit more leg on yes <laughs> yeah he's got the wrong bridle uh, we have a nun in kilbegan um she's called sister sacred heart and she is absolutely wonderful i've got a great picture of her holding a partner's cow actually it's really good she's just the most like she's been the age she is now forever Mm-hmm. she's like properly biblical do you know what I mean she's never yeah. aged never changed and a few years ago she she loves horses she she came she came up here one day to see the horses she loves the horses and a few years ago she had a knee replacement and she's recuperating from the knee replacement during the Aga Khan or during Dublin when the Aga Khan was on and I, I was up I had to go up there and I was up there for one reason or another and I went in and she saw me going past and she's like oh oh come here come here come here so I came in, oh, how are you, sister? How are you getting on? How are you recuperating? How's your knee? Sit down there now. Puts on the aga can. And then she said, oh, four faults. Oh, dear, that won't go down well. Watching it, really into it. Show jumping, none. I mean, like that, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, it was great. She's brilliant. I just think it's, yeah. She's, she's got it. She's got two religions, you know, go yeah. show jumping. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, if you show them, you you really need you need religion, don't you? you, you yeah, yeah. You spend at least some time talking to some god somewhere for sure. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, yeah. So we hope we haven't depressed you too much. Um, maybe next time our look might have changed. I mean, who knows? Next time we could be. <coughs> you could have to peel us from the ceiling. I mean, don't hold your fucking breath, but like, you never know. I mean, it's never happened yet, but like, we live in hope. <laughs> so keep your fingers crossed for us <laughs> and <laughs> if you want to tune in again after today then we'll talk to you next time <laughs> bye <laughs>
Bye.